1: 630 Shed and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Shed.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. It's game day. And Rogers Place in Ice District. Man, we miss, miss the fans. Miss the fans. It's not quite the same. But it's still hockey, and we could use the diversion right now. Order is now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Do you want to mention again, uh, the Edmonton Waters Community Foundation Online 50-50 presented by REMAX CA has uh, already over 200-plus K. Tickets available until 10 p.m. tonight. You can visit the uh, Edmonton Waters website, uh backslash Fifty Fifty, and away you go. In this hour, from the Cult of Hockey, David Staples, and uh, we'll have our North Division Report uh, for Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence as well as John Shannon for legacy heating and cooling coming up all in the next hour. Reminder, you can text us at any time on the Ashley five Floors text line at 780 63 Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. And you can text us, uh, call, rather call in or reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. Uh, River Cree will be back up and at 'em when the province is back up and at I, I do notice and you, those of you that listen to the show over the last nine months, um, And I I should mention, I just want to appreciate everybody that uh, continued listening and uh, the advertisers, some of many of whom had to make some tough decisions uh, because of cutbacks and rollbacks. My heart goes out to you. I know I actually get texts sometimes from people that say I'm too pro-Albertan on this show. Kind of makes me at a loss that somebody would be down on the fact that I'm from Alberta and uh, I support Alberta Industries. But anyhow, I, I will mention to you that on December the 15th, Edmonton had roughly 10,000 uh, positive cases, currently uh, active cases of COVID. Uh, as of yesterday, that number had dropped to 5,042. So keep that in mind. And I know there's been escalating uh, deaths that have uh, uh, hit Edmonton over the course of the last several months. And my heart goes out to all of you that have been directly affected by that to our River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063 from the Cult of Hockey, the Edmonton Journal. He's their lead writer on all things COVID, and he's an all-in hockey junkie. We welcome back to the show David Staples. Hello, David. How are you?
1: I'm good, Bob. I like that description. All-in hockey junkie. That is exactly right. Well, you know what? We have a lot of them,
0: and we got a lot of guys that uh, you know the the caliber of text that we get most days, and you know uh, it is really a text-in show. It's not a call-in show anymore. That's kind of the change that's that's occurred here. And we got some real smart texters to the show. I mean, we got some guys that are smart asses once in a while, but we got some really smart tech. And, and you know what? As a guy who uh, believes in, a, that there's nothing wrong with a little bit of self-deprecation. I, I I can have some fun with that as well. So, uh, you know what? We're not even I, – I, I'll ask you this. You're dealing with the day-to-day minutiae of the life, all things government-related, all things COVID-related around the pandemic. What do you think it means to get back up and playing for the National Hockey League uh, for, for Canadians?
1: I just think there's a real underlying stress in people's lives that, that we probably aren't even – aware of. And when it's gone, it's going to feel like a miracle. I mean, I I heard one prediction um, from an American public intellectual that it's going to take a while for the kind of the malaise, the bad feeling from COVID to, to leave us. But when we get to about uh, 2023, 2024, it's going to be like the roaring 20s. We're going to have the new roaring 20s, and people are just going to go wild in a way that they haven't uh, in, in maybe decades. So there's going to be this, this explosion of life uh, when we finally get over this. But I just think there's a, just this huge cloud and, and and stress that's kind of eating everybody up a little bit on the inside, if not a little bit, a lot. So I know I feel it.
0: Was, uh, wasn't Leonardo DiCaprio in Great Gatsby? Oh, to live a life like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Screw that. Oh, to live a life like Leonardo DiCaprio. So uh, it's, coming. it's coming. We just got to hang in there. Yeah, all right. Battle our way through it. One step at a time, one shift at a time. David, it's uh, time for money time. So tell me this. Uh, the Oilers dropped the puck tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. How much better is this team this year to start the season than they were a year ago when Ken Holland uh, was starting this process here at Edmonton?
1: They're just dramatically, and I would—I think dramatic is the right word. They're just seem dramatically better. For one, for one thing, we know now what we didn't know then. We we didn't know then that McDavid was coming off this massive, major injury, and probably at the start of the season was eighty, ninety percent, um, and now he's going to be. From all reports from camp, I haven't been there, but from listening to you, other people who have, he's like hundred and ten percent. Uh, it's, it's McDavid plus so that's just huge in and of itself they finally sorted out Bob the lines you know for years they were having the McDavid, Dreisaitl struggle what should we do and I don't think this Oilers team was ever going to realize its full potential until it figured out you have to have McDavid on one line and Dreisaitl on one line until the players and the coaches all figured that out themselves and the, the individuals involved and I think that, that dynamic is going to really drive the team forward there's going to be competition between these two players there probably always has been friendship and competition to see who can be drive the best line. And this year, they've got the depth on the wings to actually have wingers. So they're not jealous. I don't know if they're jealous of each other, but they would have no real reason to be totally jealous of the other player because there's enough good wingers to go around for for both those top lines. When did we have last have that? We've never had that uh under McDavid since McDavid's been here we haven't had that, you know, through the whole decade of darkness. Obviously, we didn't have that. So and finally, um, the defense was identified by commentators like Alan May uh, in the playoffs as as this huge problem for the Oilers. They weren't fast enough. They didn't move the puck fast enough. And lo and behold, we have got three guys who are going to be in the lineup who weren't in game one of the playoffs. Kukuk, uh, Caleb Jones, and uh, Tyson Berry, who just, that's their strength. That's what they really do, their puck movers. So that's a massive difference right there the only question as we all know was in net and you know I was having I was thinking about tonight's game and I was thinking oh geez what if Koskinen doesn't have a good game and that's my only trepidation other than that Bob I just see this as a really strong team I can't believe how underrated they are heard commentator after commentator put other teams ahead of the Oilers this is a team that that, that did better than all those other teams last year how do you think they're going to do this year so I don't I don't buy that they're going to sneak into the playoffs like some people are thinking, I don't get that analysis unless you just think the Oilers' goaltending is totally going to collapse.
0: Yeah, it's funny, you know there's a recency bias to the four games during the course of the season, really from December 31st on, when Settle and Yamamoto got paired together uh, they were a different team that's all there is yeah. to it. They were a different team. And then let's not forget in February, they lost McDavid for six games and dry helped, uh, you know, keep their head above water during that stretch. And uh, I, I will tell you point blank, David, there's three things I noticed from, uh, from camp. Okay. We knew they were going to be way deeper up front. Okay. Tourist is on a different level than Shane. Polyarvy. Let's see where he's at in three years from now, but I see a process with him. So we knew they were going to be deeper up front. Connor McDavid is on a different level than he was before there's he's on a different level than he was last september and he's on a different level than when we returned to play in uh late july so there's a huge one the puck but to me the biggest thing was the puck moving on the back end you meant, you know like i i'm pretty bullish on jones i think he's got a chance to be a 17 18 minute uh guy that you know maybe in time will transition some more offense but Tyson Berry provides, uh, you know, a, a different ability to outlet the puck. Chris Russell was the Oilers' best defenseman last year in the playoff series against Chicago. He's not he, – he right now, Cuckoo's ahead of him. They're deeper, and uh, and I think they'll be able to be more uh, balanced. So, you know, uh, we know the forwards were going to be better. McDavid's better, which changes the dynamic for the line that he's on because he's already pretty good to begin with, and then that defense is, is very, very exciting. Um and the goaltending questions are legitimate. They really are. They are. It's fair. It's 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 a fair question to say those guys have to be better than they were in the plan series. Um, I'd like to get your thoughts. I got the same question I asked Brian Lawton. Do you believe if Edmonton had hired, gone with a less experienced general manager, a guy that maybe hadn't seen everything like Ken Holland had, and combined with the fact that Poliaryev's agency Acme merged with Wasserman, which is Jeff Jackson, and uh, who, of course, represents Connor McDavid. Do you believe those two events? If that didn't happen, do you think Paul Yarvey'd be here right
1: now? Oh, it, we don't. We can't. We can only guess at kind of the personal uh, dynamic between the the uh, the players between McDavid and Paul Yarvey. McDavid's the, the client, a client of the firm that Paul Yarvey's agent just joined. So that might have had a big impact, but. Um, the whole tenure of Ken Holland has been marked by, uh, as he's put it in his own words, patience and continuity. So he's been around the block, uh, you know, 100 and 200 times, 300 times. And he, he just understands the value of just taking it slow, see how things develop. Uh, work on the personal relationships uh, be, you, you can see by the way he treated all the players last year every player who came in last year even the fringe players who came in they all had their little they had their moment to audition like a, a Yurt show for instance or grandland they all had their moment where they were given a fair shot and that's that's a sign of the whole organization treating players fairly giving them a shot having expectations laid out and I think that Ken Holland late it's pretty clear with he and tippett laid out a plan for pullar in that regard here's what's going to happen and we're going to follow through on this and you're not going to get jerked around in any way and and it sounds like you know no promises were offered like there's no expectation you're going to play on the top line but a fair plan was laid out and it's the it's an experienced gm who would understand the importance of that kind of clarity and that kind of patience with the player
0: david you uh, get a tremendous amount of fan feedback on stuff as do i on this show on our actually five floors <laughs> text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. do your readers and the people that respond to you on twitter do they have a higher opinion of the orders than many of the pundits across the
1: league well i did i did a fan poll and i asked people where the uh The orders are going to finish, and I think 80% of the fans, and almost everyone who follows me, is an order fan. 80% of the fans had the orders in first. So yes, really, I think 80%
0: of the fans had the orders on
1: at first. Yeah, the wow. people in Edmonton are stoked and they are believers. No, you could have asked that in the middle of the decade of darkness. I guess they would have. It would have been a vote on whether they will make the playoffs or not, and you would have had a fairly high number. Sure. So You know, all fans are uh, optimists, and they, they're we're here uh, with hope in our hearts. But uh, no, th- this isn't just making the playoffs. This is finishing first in the Canadian division, and yeah, there's a tremendous uh, belief in this team right now, and and I think it's fairly justified. I mean, if Koskinen can come through this team i think will finish in first
0: are you surprised russell's uh cuckoo's playing ahead of russell to start the season
1: yeah because penalty killing's a huge unknown they've they've lost uh, riley Sheehan, who who you know whatever struggles he had at, at even strength bob he, i thought he was their best penalty killer last year and he will be missed he, he'll be missed a lot so Chris Russell is on the PK. He was a key player on it last year. He's been a key player for years. So to also kind of subtract him from the lineup from when you have a question mark about that, I was I was thinking that's not going to happen. But he is, he's 34 now, I believe, and uh, players, I I noticed the drop in his level of play uh, from his previous time in the Oilers. I've always been a big booster of Chris Russell. I think he's a great defensive player, especially in the defensive slot. But there was a slight drop in his play last year. Nonetheless, I thought because he's a veteran and because he... Is going to help that PK that he'd be in there and it's a gutsy move on a certain level. It's a real signal uh, from the coaching staff, I think, about the the kind of team they want to ice this year, which is a puck-moving team.
0: Uh, we know what McDavid and Drysaddle can do. They're two of the five best players in the world. What 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 are your expectations for Dominic Coon, David?
1: Well, watching some of his games last year watching um i just saw a player who had a had a skill set that just reminded me in stark terms of jordan eberly um when you look at his points per game over the last two seasons it's 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 better than eberly's it's better than ryan nugent hopkins you're talking five on five five on five that's right because he doesn't get much time on the power play he hasn't in the various cities he's been in so his five on five scoring point scoring in the last two years is better than nugent hopkins it's better than eberly um he's very similar to Everly Bob. He really handles the puck well. He's very clever with the puck. He's a very strong passer. He's a smart player like Everly was. We'll see how he is defensively. If he's a, you know more defensively responsible, he's a good shooter but not a great shooter. So I think we're gonna. That's the kind of player we're gonna get. So that's a pretty high expectation uh, when you think of Jordan Everly and some of his better years, especially. But Cahun's in the prime of his career. You know the, the question mark I have is why did other teams give up on him? He, he but he was nicked up and injured at different times. So. Maybe Maybe that's something. So a key for him... Like it is for every player, but really for him because he was hurt a couple times, I think, last year is staying healthy.
0: Well, they, I mean, Chicago traded him for a positional need in Alamada and then wanted to get out of La contract after a year. He goes to Pittsburgh, he plays with Melk and he gets some traction, and then Pittsburgh has an opportunity to bring Sherry back from Buffalo. And because Cahoon had good numbers, he was likely to win his arbitration case against the Sabres, so they didn't even qualify him. I mean, Edmonton got Josh Archibald the same way, Montreal got Cousins a year ago the same way. Both those guys were going to win their arm races against uh arizona and so they didn't get qualified that played a factor yes the pulley army what's realistic for him
1: that is the the biggest question mark uh, that i have And, and he was he looked so good in finland he was just skating so well moving so well he was agile he was in the game he was hitting now and then he was playing a little bit of a physical game um it's I just I think that they've laid out this plan for him, Bob, and I think it's it has a really high probability of working because the they're not asking too much. They're asking him to be a reliable two-way third-line winger, you know, who scores, um, you know, between probably about 1.6 to 2.0. Uh, points per 60 at even strength and if he gets up to 2.0 people are going to be thrilled with him and, and there's a there's a, the chance he's going to do that so because there's this plan laid out for him it's the, the expectations aren't too high I think he's got a good chance of meeting those expectations I'd like to see him personally, I'd like to see him on the PK because I think he's a, he's a great big rangy guy who can play defensive hockey and would clog those passing lanes so I, I, my concern is Sometimes when you're on the third line, you end up sitting on the bench for minute after minute after minute if there's a lot of penalties. And I think that takes Poliarvi out of the game because he's not used to that. He's never been used to that. Um, so that's, I, I want him to see that special team's time in some way to keep him in the game. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do that or not.
0: Uh, it's, it's interesting with Paul Yarby, uh, To me, the smile says it all, right? Like, he looks like, because to me, attitude defines altitude. And if he does a couple things, I know Dave Tippett's alluded to this as well. He's got to be smiling out there, enjoying it, engaged, being part of the process. And then the other part for Paul Yarby, he's got to improve his, uh, compete in his battle. And Dave, for me, it's where he's going to be at 25. And if the Oilers can get him some traction here at 22, he might not get the opportunity off the get-go in the top six, maybe first 15 games or whatever, but in time, they can end up developing themselves a top six right winger. Uh, all right, uh, who's who are the Oilers competing against for top spot in the North Division? Final question for David Stables, Golf Hockey. Uh,
1: the Toronto Maple Leafs. Th- that's a strong hockey team. They've got all kinds of scoring. Uh, they've got some good defensemen. They've got a good goalie. So the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm. I'm like, a lot of people are quite bullish on the montreal canadians bob i just i just have real questions there's a couple of their key defensemen especially shea weber i think he's 35 this year it's getting up there uh, and the two centres that they have really played well, I guess, in the playoffs. But I have questions about two young centres with a huge amount of expectation around them. We, we had this in Edmonton in the past, in the decade of darkness, this kind of huge expectation ladled on to young players who showed some promise. So I, if the Habs are expecting Suzuki and Kanyemi to be their one and two centres on the team, if that's the expectation, then I have real questions about where that team's going to end up. Great stuff,
0: David. As always, uh, thanks for your time. How can people follow you on Twitter specific to the cult of hockey?
1: Uh, they can follow me at uh, D Staples and always great to talk to you, Bob. Thanks a lot.
0: That's David Staples. Want to tell you, there's an old saying in the car business cars cost less in Wetaskwin. Outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brentridge Ford is a nine time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. The year and event is currently taking place down at Brentridge. Great people, great service, fully open and transparent. Let Uncle Milt Rich, Johnny the Gang, well, they can lend you a hand at Brent Ridge Ford. You can reach them at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. Back to our North Division Report when we come back in one minute's time. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet. 126 in Edmonton. Your North Division Report brought to you three times weekly by Craig Hummel. At REMAX Excellence, finding your dream home, listing your old home, it all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. List it, sell it, move on. All right, Brendan, what do we got shaking tonight involving the Scotia North Division? Well, obviously, we've got the marquee event here at 8 o'clock, but three hours prior to that, it is the Montreal Canadiens and Toronto Maple Leafs facing off out in Toronto in the other matchup there, and that's going to be a good one. Those are the two other teams that we're pretty sure are going to qualify for the North Division playoff spots, right? Uh, Absolutely. You know, it's funny. uh, Brian Lawton. And uh, David Staples both questioning the Canadian's depth down the middle. Uh, I think Montreal's in pretty good shape just because of the 1-2 punch and goal. I mean, Carey Price, Jake Allen, that's good. And, I, and again, I do think you need two guys that can start. The Oilers have two guys that can start. Vancouver thinks they have two guys that can start between Thatcher, Demko, and Braden Holpe. Obviously, Calgary does with Markstrom and David Riddick. Big save, Dave. He was the guy that got lit up last year in that uh, lovely game, played in early February. Man, that seems like years ago. It's less than a year ago. Let's get after it. It's going to be awesome. We need to drop the puck. We need to get playing Connor McDavid's birthday today. It's been pretty good. 469 points in 351 career games. Uh, 12th most points to uh, his 24th birthday in NHL history. Remember, he's basically missed parts of uh, three seasons now uh one due to injury two due to covid off to a global news weather traffic update with eileen bell back with john shannon when we return on oilers now
1: oilers now with bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on oilers radio 6 30 chad